WIOX is supported by you and the following underwriters. Rick's Tire Service, family-owned and operated on State Route 30 between Roxbury and Grand Gorge. Tires mounting and wheel balancing for cars, trucks, lawn, garden, farm, and construction vehicles. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, Saturday, 8 till noon. More information at 800-LG-TIRES. 800-LG-TIRES. Home Goods of Margaretville, corner of Main and Bridge Streets in Margaretville, New York. Now carrying spices, flour, jams, mustards, coffee and tea, organic vegetables and fruits, and local eggs, milk, cheese, and baked goods. And, of course, cooking basics and tools of the trade for everyone at home. Home Goods of Margaretville. Open every day. 845-586-4177 or hgom.net. Sounds Good Music House, the record shop on Main Street in Andes for new and used vinyl, including new releases and rare titles across all genres, as well as turntables, mid-century furniture, and original artwork. Sounds Good Music House buys used records, too. Open weekends and any time the doors open. More information at 845-676-6233, 845-676-6233, or soundsgoodcatskills.com. You're listening to WIOX Roxbury on FM and the Catskills, on computers and smartphones at WIOXradio.org, and on MTC Cable Channel 20, now with enhanced audio. Listening to WIOX Community Radio, live and local in the Catskill Mountains at 91.3 FM and MTC Cable Channel 20, 107.5 FM on the campus of SUNY Delhi, and everywhere at WIOXradio.org on computers or smartphones. And also with the Radio Garden phone app, this is From the Forest every Wednesday, 6 to 7 p.m. Talk about a different 
sometimes the same, but mostly different forest-related topic with Ryan and just myself. But I got some guests on. I have, uh, well, every third Wednesday we have Gary Mead, Mr. Mead, and we got Bob Hart on as well. Thanks, Ryan. How you doing? Hey, Gary, too. Gary, how's it going? Good. All right, you're there. Yeah, we're here. Yeah. yeah every third Wednesday. We're every, every third Wednesday. <laughs> every third for quite a while now. It's it's a uh, it's a uh, <laughs> fastest hour of my month. I call it. <laughs> been doing this for how long now, Gary? How long you been doing the third Wednesday? Well, quite a while. Well, probably what 13, 12, 13 years. Wow. Yeah, well, when I, something's I, more than ten, I usually say thirteen. Think, yeah, I think I only. Uh, <laughs> I think I only missed two so far, so yeah, that's, that's pretty hard good. To believe. That's pretty good track. It's a chunk of time. Yeah, it's like over a decade or something. Yeah, actually, I uh, <laughs> what it did for me is it made me learn more about trees, and I, you know, had to know to run the business and and you know make money selling wood and doing stuff with woods, but. You know, I started investigating the roots, the leaves, the seeds, and, you know, the sap and all that stuff, which is, uh, it's it's monumental. And you, yeah. They're very, uh, trees are very, quite complex. The more you learn about trees and forests, the more you realize you don't know. Right. And, you know, I had a, <laughs> a lot truck of driver like come that. to the mill one time and, yeah. and uh, you know, the, the slightest little imbalance can take it all away you know it's 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 so amazing that and i was explaining to him you know if something very bad you know happens over a a year or so and you know not enough sun not enough water whatever i mean it can just take it away in a year and he looked at our mountains and he goes no way you could ever but it's it is it's really on a you know, it's it's a it's a delicate. I mean, it's very aggressive, and it's hard to live out in the woods. And I mean, things out there are really uh, different than you know being in your house and and uh, you know the, your comfort zone's gone. You go camping, and you know, go to the top of a mountain, and you know all these things that I mean, everything out there is. I mean, you become the prey basically, and. For some yeah. things, but you know, but as far as the trees go, they give you shelter. They give uh, all kinds of uh, you know. They give us life and the life of, a, of of trees. But it is it's 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 a balance, and it's 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 not it's a, it's not fragile, but it's it's really it's it's a little delicate. So yeah, we have to be careful the way we proceed with this, and it's. Uh, very interesting that we're going to be talking about sycamore. Sycamore, one of buttonball tree. Buttonball, yep. AKA buttonball, AKA uh, sticky ball. Sycamore. Well, there's oh, another maple too. He's got a maple-like leaf. Looks yep. like a maple tree, yep. kind of too, you know. And they call them. Some people call them sticky balls. Itchy balls is what and, I heard. And I was <laughs> that's up, this New York City term, by the way. Yep. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Well, we won't go into They're a little more violent down there. This is a family show here, Bob. It's, it's, it's not a bad word. <laughs> no, I know. But, you know, the most... Uh, I was amazed, above my mill on Southside Road in Margaretville, 
it's nothing but rocks and I mean sycamores like to grow around water there's, there's a lot quite a bit of water coming off that mountain but it's ledges and you know I used to walk up to the top every year and just uh, you know twice a year and we'd have a little camp out my son and I and and a couple of his friends or whatever but when you get to the top I mean you keep it's like they're huge stairs, and you climb, and then you just... And Southside Road, it looks like the on the top, when you're up there, if you ran and jumped, you could actually, you know, where Orville Rose's house is, you know, I always, every time we went up there, I thought, if I ran and jumped, I could probably land on the top of it. It's ridiculous, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how steep that is mountain steep. is. But I was up there one day, and I found a sticky ball. And I looked, and I couldn't find a sycamore anywhere. And I don't know. There must be, you know, some up there because uh, there's a pretty good spring that comes down. Actually, it comes off right in by over Rose's house. But, you know, you see it bleeding out of the, the rocks and stuff all over. And and all along that, uh, that wet spot, all the way down the mountain... <laughs> Uh, there was a lot of butternuts that were growing on down through there too. Yeah, are those the seed pods? Those itchy things? The sticky balls. They're the seeds. I keep yeah. saying itchy. Yeah, that's how the tree uh, <laughs> regenerates itself. Yeah. Yeah. that would be the fruit. They break apart, right? And there's this a, a seed in there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're yeah. food for you know squirrels and whatnot. Eat. I have never tried to eat one. Very no. surprised. But I don't think that they're. They're, uh, I don't know. I never investigated. I don't, you know, I eat a lot of stuff off the landscape, but, you know, I study it for a year before I put it in my body because, yeah. you know, people go, oh, yeah, well, it's, <laughs> it's a good move. It's risky. <laughs> well, it's one of the tallest trees around, Sycamore. You know, it, 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 I think it tolerates water, but flooding. I don't, it doesn't really like standing water. Right. So, you know, another place you find it is quarries where there's no water. Really? Yeah, I mean, I've seen it grow in there. Um, there's a guy's quarry over in Medicahans area, and he's got sycamore growing. So, you know, the flooding is great for it because not only does the seed float downstream and then it regenerates on the bank, but there's not other trees that can grow on rocks like that and in those floodplains, and it and gets a competitive it. advantage. Yeah. It just grows over everything. But in the woods... If may if it's on a good site like a nice well drained site and sugar maple can grow, it's going to get shaded out. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what's going to happen to it. Yeah. But it's the well, bark on it is is so damn cool. It's got that white camouflage olive drab thing going on that you can't really explain. Most people yeah. would actually look at it in passing and and they call it white birch because when i was a kid growing up i always thought they were white birches that you know when the but the, there's a kind of a little bit different in the color of the white and the camouflage bark yeah and uh but you know over in the scary valley when you know irene went through and that was devastated over there i mean the elms and the oaks that were growing along they all got washed up and Sycamore hangs on, man. It just yeah. does, it refuses to leave. New York City, they, yeah. It must and, bend. And uh, I've seen one where it took a, you know, probably an 18, 20 inch diameter tree, and the, it just washed it downstream, and it, it's still standing, and it's in the middle of the river, and it's still growing. And it's amazing. It, 
but they have a root system that's uh, that that really holds on. Most of the smaller ones that were in the floodwaters when the storm went through, they bent over and then they just came back. They got tough roots. You know, I, I ripped one up over in Stone Ridge, Ohio Falls, Ulster County. I just ripped it out of the ground, pretty much, right? And How I, big of a tree? It was, you know, sapling. Yeah, and I transplanted my front yard, and that tree. Is 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 getting pretty big now. It's like fifteen, twenty feet tall. So it survived. Yeah. And uh, you know. So what time of year did you rip it out? I think it was the spring. Yeah, that's. A and now I, I pruned back, so now it has one central leader. Mm-hmm. And as long as it doesn't have double leaders at the base, that tree they get perfect form if they're in the wide open. They get one nice central leader. They don't get like sugar maple always has these double crotches and yeah, those break apart. Not sycamore. It wants to grow. One central leader with lateral branches. And you ever notice those branches are like perfect unions. If you like to climb trees as a kid or as an adult with ropes, yeah. they're perfect. Yeah. You know, nothing to get stuck on. They're just nice tree. Nice yeah. tree. Man. A lot of times in the city, they're, they're the same diameter as the uh, the main pot almost. I mean, they, they grow huge branches. Unbelievable. Yeah, it really is. They go way out there, right? Huge. And then they get that, that one in Arkville, Gary. You still eyeing that thing with the burl someday? I've been looking at that for a long time. That's a, that's a big... And they have a... Gary's a, got a, his, his uh They have metal. They, they hung that sign in it. Ah, oh, damn. I wanted to, I always... I just wanted to go and take that out of there because, yeah. you know, I just... They're hurting that They put tree. it right on the burl? No, they put it on the... The burl's roadside. It's on the side. Some... Oh, what the heck is that? Uh, some yeah. uh, it's it's a yeah. trailer park yeah, trailer or whatever park. it is. Yeah. Yeah, admit, that's an ugly looking burl, though. I'll tell you from the outside. I don't know. You tell me. That's you, uh, guys, that's, you guys are the woodworkers. Yeah, a, if you didn't know a, anything about it, you'd go, "What? What's going on with that thing?" Yeah. Well, there's a. Hmm. I was watching the antique road show one time, and they had this burl bowl there, and it was a sycamore burl. That and some chieftain, I mean, this thing was valued at like five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Jesus it Christ! Was a, it was a twenty-eight, thirty-inch diameter bowl. We'll be going for that, that pearl soon. <laughs> that this chieftain cut off the tree, but yeah, you know, he had his mark on it, so they traced it back. It was, wow. you know, about two hundred and fifty years old or something, which was pretty amazing. But anyway, I don't remember the, all the exact details about it, but I said, "Holy smoke!" Because a burl has so many knots in it that it's. It doesn't move. Yeah. It doesn't expand and it's contract because cool. everything works, uh, and it makes everything neutral. It, it won't crack. It won't crack. When it dries it won't out, split. Right? And it's my cool. whole thing with burls is making bowls is, uh, you know, a way to cut the the burl out of the bowl without making it shavings because then you can make you know something else out of the. But you know, you put it on, you spin, and when you get done with your bowl. You know, 80% of the burl has yeah. been chewed up into sawdust, and, you know, you have bowl left. But How the hell do you make a bowl out of it? What do you use to do that? You f- put it on the face of a, yeah. a faceplate on a, a uh, on the lathe. Jesus. And you just go into it. It's Most good. of it, you like, it, it works better when it's green. <laughs> and yeah. actually, when you work wood, uh, it's better to except for when you're making furniture. But when you're roughing something out, like sawing, for instance, I have people call me and they go, oh, 
you know, this wood's nice, these logs, I've cut them down two years ago, I had three years ago, I had them off the ground, they're nice and dry, and I said, well, you know, I'm going to soak them when they get to my place. Uh, you're better off storing them in the, in the wood and the river, or, you know, just leaving them on the ground, because mm. when they're dry... The, you know that's what dulls blades especially the ends and it, right and it, and you you lose uh, it makes it very dusty and it the blades heat up quicker and they get dull i mean heat takes the uh, the curve off a blade yeah. you know I, the greener they are the better you know and they come in and they're saturated and the there's no, you know, there's always dust, but there's not near as much dust, and the smell is yeah. even more fragrant. And but you know, when you're so when you get to the point, you know, before you put it in a dryer, you want everything as you're sawing it down and and turning bowls and stuff. You do them green, and then uh, you know, dry them after that, and then you just finish them after they're dry. But uh, I have a guy that dropped a burl off in the kiln you must have seen it when i got my eye on that by you, the way, a piece of that by the way yeah well it's a he's a, he's he dropped it off two three months ago it's been oh. sitting in the kiln ever since but he oh he's gonna he's a podiatrist he's gonna retire and you know he's like you bob he come in my gallery and he goes he put a little workshop in his garage and now he's working wood so yeah you know, it's addicting, folks. Oh man, come come check me out. <laughs> You'll be buying yourself a shop next week. <laughs> That's probably not the burl I was thinking of. I'm thinking of the other one that's been in the shop. The well, I have. I actually have um, slabs of that's what I'm talking about. Um, burl, and they're about two foot wide, and I think they're eight, seven or eight feet. And they're th two and a half, three inches thick. And oh, it's yeah. all burl, and I mean, the whole, it's so amazing. And then I have another big, um, like a burl off the side of a tree, about two foot in diameter. Maybe it's about 30 inches. But I'm going to make my sink, my new house, uh, that's going to be a, I'm making a burl. I have a small one and I have a big one. And I'm making a sink out of that. But the slabs, when they went through the dryer, they twisted a little. And uh, I have to resaw them to get them flat. But... You know, the thing about a burl is there's no waste. Whatever kerf I cut out of it, it can be used for knobs or whatever. Mm. But burls are pretty amazing. Sycamore is an amazing tree, actually, because, uh, you know, it's the diameter of it. The first I got involved with, Paul Crickon, uh, maybe 10 years ago, came called me up one night. He goes, hey, would you be interested in some sycamore? And... I said, sure, what's up? And he said, well, I just girdled down in Chandakin. He said, I girdled about 20 trees, about 30 inch, 36 inch diameter. He said, and he said, I, I just, they're going to sit there. People just wanted to open their view up. Mm. And he said, I'll cut them down and bring them to you for the price of trucking. I said, do it. So that was my first uh, time I I got involved with sycamore, but you know the 36, 40 inch diameter I sawed them in half, 
And then I quartered them, and I quarter-sawed it. And it's a nice grain when it's quarter-sawed. It's beautiful. It looks like fish scale, yeah. and it glows. Beautiful. I have it in the gallery floor, some of those pieces. Actually, I saved some of it for my house because, you know, it, it's just, this stuff finds me. I don't know. It has a nice depth to it. What's that? It has a nice depth to it. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's, a, it's beautiful. And when you quarter-sawed it, it... It's more stable. It doesn't, you know, move quite as much. Is it a strong wood? It's, it's springy. It's not really. It's not hard. Hard. It's, it's harder than butternut, but it's softer than red maple or soft maple. It's got to be springy to, you know, tolerate them floods. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's. Uh Well, we were talking about bending, and I, I, I was thinking, you know, when I. We decided to do sycamore. I said, you know, we talked about bending last time. I never threw yeah. sycamore in the works. You think it would bend nicely? I think sycamore will bend. I think you're right. Pretty, uh, pretty mm-hmm. handy. Hey, you know, I never heard about people using it for bows, but I wonder. Well, I don't think it's strong enough for bows. Mm-hmm. They, you know, the the I it, it's springy, but it's not you know, like hickory or ash. I mean, they have a. They have yeah. a, a, a real tendency to them. Uh, you know, they're just more rigid. A little yeah, more. Right. They'll bend, but they're rigid. The mm-hmm. sycamore, I, I think, would uh, would not yeah, send your arrow yeah, yeah. off near as fast as something else. Yeah, right. And that's probably why. Because I'm sure the Indians must have experimented right. with it, and uh, they probably. Uh, uh, you know, come up with the fact that no sycamore is not good for that. But you know, back in you know when the Indians were roaming the earth, they they burned out the insides of sycamore <laughs> to make their canoes, and that's how they made canoes. And because it was light and it was and not too know, hard, and it didn't you know a, a big uh, uh, you know a big heavy log like a white oak, you know you hollow that out probably sink. <laughs> Or, you know, go down in the water because weight mm-hmm. and gravity would pull it down. But sycamore, is, it's light and it's it's got a, a beautiful grain to it. I have a lot of sycamore at my mill. I'm putting a lot up into my, my new construction up there. Apparently, I probably have uh, 5,000 board feet of it. Apparently, and, um, sycamore was used as a canvas for by Native Americans to carve on faces and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And supposedly, a um, guy wrote a book about it. Mumbacus, that mountain, that means mass face. That's what the Dutch would call mass face because they would see these these trees carved on the stream or whatever when they were going through. And that's what Native Americans would use to carve oh. big faces into and stuff. Really? So that, that get your attention. Still, yeah, that did. You know, if you were walking. Yeah. It makes sense for sycamore because it's so damn huge. It doesn't, a lot of times people think they're really old. They're not. They're just fast growing. They could be 100 years old and, you know, 50 inches in diameter, yeah. you know. Wow. It's just okay. ridiculous. Like yeah. Yeah. Now you can buy those Mr. Potato Head ones from Home Depot and put them on there. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Mr. Potato Head. The ears and the eyes. And the- Someone told me 100 years <laughs> Someone told me a hundred years per foot in diameter wow. with trees growing, and I just didn't argue with them. I said, if that's what you want to believe, that's fine. what now. Every foot of diameter, so you have a two-foot tree, it's two hundred years old. No, it's, I mean it depends totally on the species and site <laughs> well, and everything. I, see, I didn't go into it. I yeah. just no, I didn't. 
Just left. Agreed with him. No, I didn't laugh. Uh, no, just, when they left, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we laugh when we leave. Um, that's the kind of people we are. When you walk away, we just we just laugh. Uh, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to From the Force. Tonight's topic is Sycamore with Gary Mead. Talk to Mr. Mead every third Wednesday about a different Catskills tree.
Okay, that is, believe it or not, marmalade. I don't know what they were thinking when they made that as their band name, but it's a good song. All right, this is from The Forest every Wednesday, 6 to 7 p.m. Talk about a different forest-related topic. Tonight's topic is Sycamore. With Gary Mead, we have Gary on every third Wednesday. We also have Bob Hart on. Bob, you're working with wood these days, huh? I uh, I definitely do, and I, uh, I built a like a lifelong dream workshop yeah. up here in the Catskills. I'm here full-time for, I can't believe now, four years already, this May, uh, this month. And... Uh, it's just a it's just a fantasy, just being able to work with stuff all day, every day. My biggest dilemma is what to make every day. <laughs> yeah. Unless I have something that a, a project that somebody wants to me to make for them. So. Well, Bob does a lot of lamps and yeah. works with LEDs and and glass and mica and glass and mica and all that. A stuff. lot of machinery, so I can uh, a good combination of tools, not only hand tools but CNC machine, a laser and. Uh, the combination of all those tools you get to it's amazing what you can complete in a shorter amount of time because really nobody wants to pay a lot for uh you so you can make something that looks it looks like it took a lot longer and uh, to make yeah. something as high quality you know so yeah so it well, helps out to have all the right i'm stuff. always gonna do it by hand um no cnc laser guy here i'm i've actually all right i'll tell you no the next time you come over and uh, uh, we cut a board no, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm only kidding. It's, like uh, it. it's just not in my wheelhouse. And my biggest issue with it, I think, is I've, I've always used hand tools and I know how to run them. And to well, yeah, learn no, how to you. program a laser, I don't like computers anyway. I don't this like is them all either. Computerized stuff, and, yeah. and for me to sit down and try to learn it, you know, it's it's just not. But I, you I know, have to say, it is a lot of fun, Gary. If I, I had really a, would like it. if I had a lot, you know, a different course I was on, I was making a lot of the same thing, you know, smalls. That's what they would come yeah. in good for, you know, making smalls. But you know, I have no. I've tried doing that because people say, oh, in the gallery, you got to make smalls. And what do you mean smalls? Pieces that are. People can carry yeah, not away works of art, you know, like yeah. uh, cutting boards and oh, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And I just, I make them out of. If I have scraps, I might glue some up and throw a cutting board out there. Yeah, and it sells. It's it's a reasonable price. Well, why? It's I'm, too too homogenous. I'm is just, what you're saying? I'm just not. Uh, no, I'm just not into that. Oh. And yeah. you know, I I I get, I start working on. I get ideas, and you know, I spent years trying to like myself because when I went to make something it, it would turn out to be hundred hundreds of hours hundreds two hundred hours and you know the first xylophone table I made I was 110 hours in and I go is this thing ever gonna end and and I I lived with it like a curse for years but then 2011 I said you know what not many people have this gift you gotta you know, suck it up, and that's what you're sent here for. You're kind Are you of, saying I, you like yourself now? I do. I finally, <laughs> I really, I really He's adore got a group myself. of fans, too, let me tell you. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I, I finally learned to. I'm one of them. Because I wrote a poem <laughs> called The Addictive Curse Gifts, and it, it brings it all front and center. But, you know, before we get on uh, that whole thing, what, Sycamore. Liking yourself or Sycamore? <laughs> well, Sycamore. we got to right, get on go. to Sycamore. And all right, Sycamore. Fine. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful wood, and when you, uh, you know, just saw it regular, 
it still has a nice green and it it's 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 easy to it doesn't move a lot. I mean, it doesn't expand and contract. Really? You know, it's it's uh, not like, you know, the harder woods, you know, the harder and the more dense a piece of wood is with the, you know, tighter cellular structure, more cells, there's more movement. So uh, it, it's, you know. Well, when, what's something you like to use it for, Sycamore? Well, floors, but not like in an entrance way. You know, and and ceilings, paneling, you know, drawer fronts, drawer bottoms. Yeah. You know, the backs of cabinets. Something that's not getting pounded all the time? It doesn't take pounding very well. Very well. But I have made countertops, you know, out out of it. Because, you know, know, when you you slab it off and, and, and... yeah, I got a live edge on it. I mean, the the live edge is beautiful on yeah. it too. And then the wood, you know, you get into. I mean, the, the grain changes across the, a, you know, a big, uh, you know, slab of two inch thick, two and a half inch thick. The grain changes from one edge to the other, and it's really, it's nice to work. I mean, it takes, you know, the softer hardwoods. And what I'm talking would be basswood, butternut, uh, and uh, tulip, and uh, sycamore. They drink a lot more finish up because they're the grain's more porous, and that's uh, you know black locust. I think that's one of the fastest finishing woods I ever come up against. Nothing goes into that stuff, it, right? It's so hard mm. that it just. You know, you put one coat on, you know, uh, the sanding sealer is like the first, it's a primer, it's a wood primer. It's pretty expensive now, isn't it, Black Locust? It's... Is it? Or is it White white Oak's really expensive? White Oak. White Oak's, Black Locust is Mm. pretty expensive. I, you know, I charge quite a bit for it because I, well, one thing, I have to buy it and I sit on it. Gary, is there ever anyone who's ever called you and offered you... Like a tree or a wood, and you're like, no, I am not interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard. What's, that. what's an example of like? Well, lawn trees, and okay, I could see that. Well, shaky. It isn't shaky. What do you call it? <laughs> it Get the hell out of here with that tree. <laughs> no, you, what it is? It isn't the <clears throat> these people. You just put me in a world that I, you know, my head's stories. spinning now. You're going to hate yourself. You know, this. No, I, I, had, uh, I had a guy that said he cut trees on Long Island his entire life, and he had this beautiful, uh, he said it was a red oak by his house, and he had to cut it down. He wondered if I wanted it, and I said, well, geez, I'll come up and look at it. It was a maple. so this is what i'm up so anyway but you know lawn trees are but most people that have trees cut down on their property uh they just need they want them out of there and you know i don't have any way to go pick them up you know i've seen you know huge cherries and stuff pushed over a bank and i wish i could have got them but i I just had no way, and, and and you're not going to call logger to get with his big truck and going, you know, back over somebody's lawn yeah, yeah. Or, or on the I edge of a stream and Timbuktu and and pick a log up because you know it's beautiful and and uh, right. uh, and so and then lawn trees too. Once they come to the mill, they eighty percent 
test positive for some kind of hardware, and I can't yeah. sell stuff with hardware. No. And mm. uh, I have plenty of firewood. But, you know, sycamore is not good for firewood. It's no. it's good to start the firewood, maybe. Yeah. It, no. when it's it's really, like aspen. When it's really dry, it, you know, it's... You put but some, back to the trees you hate, Gary. What was the tree? The trees I hate? Yeah, you, you were saying the guy from Long Island, what happened? <clears throat> well, I told him, I said that that's, that's not a red oak, that's a maple, and I'm not cutting it down <laughs> oh, for Oh, that's you. where it ended. Totally that's where like it maples. ended. <laughs> we like maples, don't we? <laughs> what did he well, say? What did he say then? He sounded so positive about before I went and met him, and then I saw it. You know, when he when somebody tells me I've been cutting trees their whole life and they don't know maple <laughs> from an oak, see they hate them when they love. That's them a big red flag. That man, you're thinking there's definitely a, like a flagpole holder in here somewhere or some big ass nail or when something. When Gary either they hate them or they love them. One or the other. Well, see, that's another thing about me is I, I just I say what I feel and I feel what I say and that and you know I I don't like to hurt people's feelings by any means at all, but. On the other side of that, I won't let people push me around anymore. I used to. Yeah. I used to bend over backwards for people. And, and then, you know, you bend over backwards and then you end up with a, a knife in your throat, basically. It's not fun. And, right. you know, it's respect both ways. I don't intentionally, I never intentionally went out and, and hurt anybody. And some of the things I'd say, maybe... They just come out fast, but I, it, it's not to hurt them. It's just to make them understand, you know, maybe you want to back off now. So. <laughs> well, know what tree you're talking about before you call me over here. <laughs> you say you've been doing trees your whole life. Make sure that's an oak next time, will you? But I didn't even bring it to his attention. I said, that's, that's not a red oak. That's a maple tree. Jesus. And what kind of maple was it? Do you remember? It was a hard maple. Jesus well, We Christ. love those. Again, Sugar like maple. I say, don't we? Yeah. No, but, but I mean, he's right. It was, I mean, this tree was one side was uh, hit by lightning years ago. And <laughs> it was it was a mess, and you know, but you know, he wanted it moved off his property, so he didn't look at the value yeah. of the tree. He looked at the value of me coming of cutting rid of it, yeah. thing yeah. down for nothing because I love wood. It's yeah, worth yeah. billions. And, yeah, <laughs> the value just keeps going up every day. Yeah. No, I, well, I, that's I, the same <laughs> thing with black walnut. People have black walnut, and they. Yeah, that's cool. You know, there's a guy in, in Schoharie that had one on his lawn, and he saw my website, and he called me up, and he goes, oh, and then he said, well, I got this huge black walnut on my lawn, and he said, uh, it really makes a mess, and I'd like to have it cut down. I said, my son cuts trees, and, you know, I'll come over, and we'll with him and I'll take the log off your hands. He said, well, it's a $10,000 tree. And I said, well... Not to me. Some, somebody told him it was worth $10,000, uh, that tree. I said, well, you better call them up right away and get them <laughs> to take it because I'm not paying you to take it. What species It's going to cost you to what? have it take down. What species again? What Black tree? walnut. Black walnut. I mean, it is. It's a beautiful tree. And, you know, they when, are worth a lot of money when you saw them and cut them. Well, you got to go through all that. Gotta, yeah, they dry just, them. That's and, the thing and, about trees. They're yeah. big and heavy. <laughs> yeah. And that's it just, you know, it doesn't sink into a lot of people how much work is involved in moving trees around. Yes. Whether it's climbing them, taking well, them apart, yeah. 
firewood, even making saw from, logs. From a what tree I mean? to a furniture is is a huge process to get yeah. to, to drying and cutting and rough cutting and all that. Well, I'm at the mill by myself now, and I get these countertops, and I have a system over there where I have to pivot everything. And you get a piece of sycamore three inches thick that's 20 inches wide and 12, 14 foot long. That son of a gun's heavy, even dry. And so I have a, you know, I put it through the planer, and I'm over there by myself, and I just pivot it off my stand and slide and pivot and slide. And, and uh, you know, the guy... That's amazing get that through the planer by yourself. It's, I it's tough. It's hard but, to believe. Yeah, but I do it. And, you know, the, the, I just did some white oak that were 12-footers and 22 inches wide. Oh. And two and a half inches thick, and and those things were heavy. heavy. That was a uh, that was a challenge. You ate yourself after that. Uh, well, I, <laughs> I ate I ate extra. <laughs> I had another sip of coffee and sure. went right after. Well, I learned about those uh, shaky hemlock trees from you. Yeah. When somebody we cut down some trees in a neighbor, and, and Gary looked at, it, I says, "You you want these trees? The guy wanted them gone." Gary says. That's a shaky hemlocks, and uh, I don't want that. I go, I don't want to even know what it means, but obviously when it gets blown around a lot, then uh, well, the it separates green, the wood fibers, right? Ring shake, right? The, the wood is completely it's, it's poopy. <laughs> it's, I mean, I've to tried sawing it. But, you know, the thing is, uh, you know, I've had loggers that I didn't know that well that bring me in stuff thinking I'm an idiot. And, you know, I bought a lot of hemlock back in the day, and, you know, I go through what they... You know, I they break, drop them off, and and I and these, you know, they've been in the business. They know what they brought me, and I say, you know, I, I'm not paying you for them because I, you know, what you brought me. Why did you bring me that? Yeah. And uh, I mean, if you want to use it for sapwood, that's fine. But you right. know, to pay grade and then try to saw it up, and you can't get a three foot section of a sixteen foot log. That's you know, you get little short pieces that. Right, and it's just so amazing how it just falls apart. But you know, I've broken some hearts with people that you know harvest it off their property, and they bring them in, and they're on the trail, I and I go, get a lot oh of good my stuff out God, of it. <laughs> you got shaky, you brought shaky hemlock. How, how do you really know? How can you tell? Well, you can look it in the end of the tree and see it. It separates, but, right? But sycamore doesn't do that. Right. I think hemlock would might be the only one that I know of that it's does. The I know of, but yeah. I haven't ever had another... Well, I've had trees with diseases in them and stuff that, you know, the grain breaks down and, and they kind of fall apart. You ever notice hemlock, too? It, it, it's one of the... I mean, a lot of trees do it, but hemlock seems like its demise is always corkscrewing off at the trunk. Hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You wonder if right. ring shake aided in that. Yeah. That well, that only happens when they're in on top of mostly mountain trees. Yeah. You know, get the shake. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, sycamores—they do grow up on top of mountains. But I've always seen them grow around water. I've never seen them in a in a uh, uh, you know a, a like you said a rock quarry. I've, I've just never yeah, seen them. Yeah, quarry. I've seen them in an area where yeah, there was old quarries, butternut as well. Yeah, fine. There has to be some kind of mass disturbance, though. It's not right. Yeah. But the thing is, you know, there must have been sycamore somewhere around that quarry. I don't know where because how would it seed in? That's the thing. You clear it, and sycamore is not just going to come in. Usually, under under quarries, there's usually reservoirs of water under quarries. But 
Yeah. Anyway, you'd have to dig down and see. But if you're just tuning I mean, in, you're listening to From the Forest every Wednesday. Tonight's topic is Sycamore with Gary Mead. Gonna have to play something short and uplifting after the last song, Gary. So just bear with me. I will. <laughs> If you're not motivated by that song, then you need to check your pulse. Um, so anyways, this is From the Forest every Wednesday, 6 to 7 p.m. Talk about a different forest-related topic. Tonight's topic is Sycamore. Gary Mead comes on every third Wednesday. We also got Bob Hart. So what do you got for Sycamore, Gary? What do you got left here? Well, I, I just wanted to, one year, I think four years ago now, I, I tapped some sycamore trees and I made some syrup. It tastes like butterscotch. And... Uh, the second time I did it, I fell asleep at the wheel and, and burnt the second batch. And since then, I really haven't had time. Uh, Sycamore doesn't have, I think it's maybe 0. 0.05. You know, it takes 80 gallons wow. to make yeah. a gallon of Sycamore. It doesn't yeah. have much sugar in it. And I always thought about going, because over in the Schoharie Valley, 
I mean, that's where all the sycamores, right along the river, there's thousands and thousands of them. That's all that seemed to be growing. And and now with the vacuum systems, I figured, you know, if anybody wanted to, I think, you know, sycamore syrup that tastes like butterscotch, you could probably get, you know, because it's so special, you could get a lot more money for it. But, uh, you know, I was going to go to the chamber a couple of years ago over in Schoharie and just say, you know, maybe you... You know, somebody might want to take this on and 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 you know get some of the uh, sap from these trees, and but I just never got there, and I haven't made it since, since this, the second time I burn it. But uh, and you know, it's it tastes a little bit funky, but you know, I saved it. I still have some from the first batch, maybe a. I don't know. I have a little jar of it in the fridge, and you know, when I first made it, I think I made like a uh, a pint of it. Wow! And I was given, you know, oh, people man. coming by, and 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 Joe Hewitt, he was a uh, he came by, buy a piece of wood from me, and I said, Joe, come on in the house. I got something I want you to taste, and I gave put gave him a teaspoon, poured some on. He took it. He goes. Man, that tastes just like butterscotch. Where'd you get that? He thought I melted a butterscotch candy <laughs> down. He said, uh, Jesus. I said, it's sycamore f- syrup. Sycamore syrup? He said, I didn't think that tree was good for anything. Yeah. And that's <laughs> set not me a woodworker. <laughs> that, that was fighting work. Gary's like, really? you need to get the hell out, out of here. Out. No, I, no, I just. <laughs> I, because Joe's a mountain man, and, Spit that and, out, and for, for him not to think the sycamore was any good for anything, so I educated him, and I said, you know what, I want you to come down the, the mill, I, I want to show you what can be done with sycamore, and I showed him pieces that I made from it, and the floor, and, and big slabs, and pictures of uh, uh, countertops that were made out of it, and uh, so he changed his mind, He's and now a fan he'll never go... And tell people that sycamore is not worth anything. Every anyway. tree's got something about it that's useful or cool or unique or whatever. You know? And its own, because, you know, people ask me it. constantly, is, uh, uh, you know, what's your favorite wood? How the hell do you can have a favorite wood? It's just yeah. it's too impossible. Many. Everything has something said, good. Even, you know, if, thought, yeah. yeah you, don't, you don't take a piece of wood that's made for cabinets inside and use it outdoors. You know, you, you, every tree and every species has its own use yeah like you know the tulips and the poplars it makes great trim if you're going to put trim in your house and paint it they're they easily you don't use red oak because you you can paint it but you're going to see all the the uh, uh but you know every species has its own place and and its own use and uh you know as long as you're you don't know what you're using it for, it won't let you down. But if you try to use it in the wrong place, yeah. it's going to let you down. So, uh, But, you know, I, I haven't had time to make sycamore syrup again. But one day I'm going to, you know, uh, you know, down on, uh, there's some huge ones down at the uh, Arkville Pavilion, back all down through there. And yeah. it's... Uh, I mean, they when they run, they run, and they they're later in the season. They're later that they start running after the maples run. I don't know. We couldn't figure it out. We tried it, and John they're, they're, they're every sporadic. time he, every time John tapped them, they didn't run. Well, and, we tapped we tapped a few um, up Dry Brook. <clears throat> yep, that big flat there, and 
There was no rhyme or reason to it. And it's and we we had uh, what's his name on from New Leaf, Michael Farrell, who who taps like you know black walnut and all these other trees, black birch, and he said too they they haven't figured out a consistency with that tree. Yeah, because I there was a guy we had on from Crooked Chimney, he makes it up in uh, New Hampshire, and he was like I don't really figure it out. I haven't really figured it out yet. Well, they say when you tap it early, it tastes. It doesn't taste so much like butterscotches toward the end of the season. We tapped it early. We tapped it late. It just didn't run. You could tap know, walnut so trees weird. too. But I, I remember yeah. the the last time I tapped them over at the. Uh, you know, I, I permissioned the, at those trees that they. I think I put about maybe thirty buckets out Jeez. on all these trees along the river over there at the pavilion, and and uh, you know, one night it went down to. I don't know, into the low 20s. And I went back the next day, and all those buckets were full. Wow. And, well, half full or whatever. But, yeah. you know, and then, the you know, when you had a cool night and a warm day, you go over and the buckets are dry. You know, Jesus, this ain't like the maples. weird. And it, you just couldn't. But when I, I think it's season is, is if you don't have them. Just right. And, and that's the thing about. Uh, I think with the sycamore, because back when we did maple syrup on the farm, <clears throat> when we had a, a, a spell where it didn't run for a little while, that they would dry up, and even with the spiles in them, the holes would start healing over. So toward the end of the season, we were out there, and we were with our claw hammer, we were pulling out the spiles, and just putting the drill in and cleaning the hole out and shove it back in, it'd start dripping you right. know, immediately. I think that might be the... That was the only thing I thought that I didn't do with the sycamores, that maybe I should have done that. And uh, maybe they yeah, would have run more, because they, they're self-healing. I mean, uh, uh, you see, when you saw the lumber... You can see where the spile holes were, but yeah. you know there's there's no really holes in them. They're they they fill themselves up. I mean they, well, they yeah they fill the healing, edges out. Know? They don't fill within though. <clears throat> right. They, they fill yeah they compartmentalize the wound. Yeah, and it's not like uh, it's it's not hard like the wood. You know it's and most of it after you saw it and you're making something out of it. It does kind of fall out and the hole opens up. But I remember well, what you're saying. In the city, yeah. I've seen a lot of those sycamores, and they any damage they have to them, they grow over really quick and a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, we uh, cut down a um, sugar maple in um, I saw Hawkinsville. That. that thing <clears throat> that thing aged out. It was an old sugar bush on top of a mountain, so it was an old hill farm. And a lot of hill farms had, you know, like, like you grew up, uh, Gary, sugar bushes. 200 years. Yeah, that true. Two. I love the base of that because it's crazy. John cut that. I mean, and it just flares out at the bottom. Yeah, like, it's gonna oh, be that, cool. That made my little heart go. Beat, 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 beat. <laughs> well, we're going back with the Alaskan mill. And, and well, you're gonna out. cut that 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 like um, umbrella off the bottom. I think he's gonna cut that off for a table or something. Well, I will tell him I see, not to waste that. Yeah, no, thinking. they're not gonna. No, he's. I think that's gonna be like some kind of table or something. I think that's then, why he cut it so low. Yeah, to get that, that wanted whole, that that flare out. Well, they cut him down the soil a little bit when they do. Sometimes they cut the soil low just to get that that flare out. Well, you don't well, cut the soil. You, you can't dig, cut huh? into the dirt. You, you <laughs> dig. No, I mean, dig the dirt out and then. Oh, cut it. then cut. No, yeah, I, I guess you could. <laughs> 
Oh, but, right. you know, I've never used the roots of a sycamore for anything, but now I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, when I'm driving, I see stuff tipped over along the river and whatnot. I always want to stop and get a piece of it. Uh, and I have before, and, you know, I always ask permission. I just don't go wandering on the stream and... Unless it's DEC property. Then you're, <laughs> then you're a pirate. Because you know, <laughs> they'll tell you no anyway. You're so. a rebel. Yeah, who's, who's listening, right? And, you know, sometimes better to ask forgiveness <laughs> than it is to ask permission. Gary Mead, every third Wednesday. Um, yeah, so we're just about out of time here on From the Forest. And uh, if you missed it, it was Sycamore with Gary Mead. And um, he'll be on next month again in June, already into June here. Uh, I know, isn't that something? I have no idea what we're going to talk winter? about next week. What's that? Wasn't it just winter? I think so. Well, I hope uh, I hope this cold snap tonight don't hurt our apples. Um, no, uh, I don't think I don't so. Think it's Most of them have already been fertilized. Um, so That's what I was thinking, because the flowers are yeah. kind of... But I've never seen... It's been years since I saw the flowering that's gone on this It spring. was two years ago. Two yep. years ago they were flowering like this. Yeah. Not this much. Yes. Oh, yes. It was two years ago. <laughs> Well, I remember when... It was awesome two years ago. I mean, it, well, it, it really was. was. It really for was. For some reason, this year, I, I, it seems it to be a little... You know why? Because last year was so terrible. Right. That... Anything looks good. Anything looks... <laughs> no, it really was. Two years ago, it was really good. Well, and, that's uh, when I, I made 137 gallons of wow. uh, apple juice. They go every other year. Ago. They go every other year. Um, so, uh, see you next week. Have a good night. Peace, brother. Then the old man came home from the forest. His tears fell on the sidewalk as he stumbled in the street. A dozen faces stopped to stare, but no one stopped to speak. For his castle was a hallway and the bottle was his friend. And the old man stumbled in. Cold around him as upon his cot he lay And he wondered how it happened that he'd ended up this way Getting lost like a fool in the forest And as he lay there sleeping a vision did appear So dear, who loved him in the springtime of a long forgotten year, when the wildflowers did bloom in the forest. She touched his grizzled fingers and she called him by his name, and then he heard the joyful sound of children at their games. Delia IOX is supported by you and the following underwriters.
The Mountain Eagle, the community newspaper and website serving the Catskills region, covering Delaware, Schoharie, Green, and northern Ulster counties, with local reporting, regional events, school sports, letters, and features.